0: Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Absolutely. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is an infotainer. That's right, an infotainer, which means he's informational and he's entertaining at the same time. He's an on-air personality with the ability to deliver important news while also challenging the audience to look deeper into the various issues from the world of sports. And Bar is sports different today. He is a two-time Emmy Award-winning sports journalist, and you can catch him on Fox Sports One, Fox Soul, or The Real Housewives of Atlanta. He is currently the author of an exciting new book, a memoir called Open Mic. It's written by himself. Mike Hill is available on pre-order. Hear that? Pre-order. You can order the book right now. So I encourage everyone to order the book now. It will be available August nineteenth this year. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation the Infotainer himself,
1: <laughs>
3: Mike Hill. <laughs> man, that
1: was a great introduction. I, I appreciate that, Rashawn. Thank hey, Mike, you,
3: man. Come on. Hey, Mike. First of all, you know when you when you see a, a talent like you, man, uh, you know. Uh, just is just out there in the in the forefront a groundbreaker because you know you you launched fox sports one okay you left espn you know mm-hmm. which everybody mm-hmm. would say is the, is the holy grail of sports and then you go mm-hmm. to a fox sports one tell us everybody about that move and what was running through your mind when the process was being made available to you
1: man i'm always keep it real man because i'm very transparent and that's what open mic is being about is you're being transparent yes, sir. not trying to Hide the things that hurt you in the past. I'm going to mm-hmm. be real with you. When I went to Fox Force One, man, ESPN, my contract was up. Yes. They decided they didn't want to renew my contract over ESPN. Mm-hmm. I had been there for nine years, giving them nine years of my life, my blood, my sweat, my tears. I'm thankful for the opportunity, thankful for that platform, being on the stage with great guys like Stephen A. Smith and my man. getting to know guys like, uh, you know, Stuart Scott or whatnot, and Jay Harris and everybody over there or whatnot. But at that particular time, it was just time for me to go. God mm-hmm. had a plan for me, man, that was much bigger than anything that I was thinking about. I knew I always wanted to be in L.A. And when Fox Sports 1 uh started hiring people, I knew I wanted to be over there. But yes. because I was still under contract at ESPN, I actually couldn't get out of my contract at that particular time. But they made a mistake. And this is how God works. Yes. They made a mistake on my contract by... um ending it a year and a half, basically before my contract was supposed to end. Wow! And so they let me out of that contract by mistake. I got paid for that. And I was able to go and basically uh, start what was my start of my dream career in sports. Being at Fox Sports 1 as a startup and uh, helping that build to what it is right now, man. So I'm, I'm very pleased and very happy for that.
3: I'm very happy, too, because, you know, I, my whole thing is that I get to see you, I, I think, um, in a more expanded version. I got to hear your voice because your personality, mm-hmm. man, you know, mm-hmm. like I say, you're articulate, you have a good smile, you you laugh. And, and that's what I get to see with you on Fox Sports 1. I get to see more personality. And I think that's important to you, correct?
1: Thanks, man. It is such a, but that's what I'm saying. That's why it was a dream because I was allowed to be me, man. I had been suppressed for so many years. And once again, I'm thankful for the platform that ESPN gave me. But When they brought me over there, ESPN wanted me to be a sports anchor. They wanted to kind of, you know, conform to what they believed in. I've been, i told this stories in the book about when I was with a talent executive and how he tried to change my style and what he was saying about, you know, what my style was exactly. And they already had somebody like that or whatnot. But I will, always wanted to be true to myself, but I also knew I needed to have a job. But coming over to Fox Sports 1 and FS1, I'm so thankful. And now being on Fox o because they actually give me a platform to use my voice. And when I first got to FS1, to be honest with you, it took me a while to actually find my voice again because I had been conditioned for so long right. at ESPN to basically fit into their culture. But I'm happy. I'm free, man. And it's just so liberating to be able to do whatever the hell I want to do that.
3: Thank you. Now here's we got a lot to talk about. So let's let's talk about Mm -hmm. right now. Let's stay on sports for a minute and looking at what Mm -hmm. the COVID nineteen because you know, we none of us saw this coming. Never 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 did you think you'd do sports without reporting on sports. Now (laughs) right that right there, that run right there had to be mind boggling to stay entertaining and not report on something that we know doesn't exist anymore. And we don't have a time frame on it coming back.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And then when you see some of the players like Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell actually uh, get the COVID-19, I think that's the first time it actually put a face because in the early stages of the COVID-19, we were seeing like Tom Hanks and a couple of people, but it wasn't really growing. But then when he hit the sports world and the sports community and now, of course, Ezekiel Elliott, it basically gives us a, a, a more of a face to it and put the, the message out there a long time ago, four months ago when it was first kind of starting to spread here in the United States. But yeah, trying to cover sports without sports, man, it's just, you know, that's where the uh ingenuity and that's where the creativity comes into play. You know, right. now you can start trying to tell some of the stories mm-hmm. that you normally wouldn't get a chance to tell because, you know, highlights kind of fill up the um, the, the hour of your rundown of your show whatnot. So it, it's allowed us to kind of get into the mind, the body, and the spirit of the actual professional athlete and get to know them and humanize them a little bit late, uh, better. And then of course, with everything that's going on with our social injustice that's happening in this country, I'm happy that the athletes are using their platform to speak out, and to show that once again, they're more than athletes and they're not going to just shut up and dribble.
3: It's really incredible watching the athletes, especially the collegiate athlete. I, I think they play, uh, I, I, I've been in conversation with people about you have the professional athlete, but you have way more collegiate athletes. And I don't think anybody expected mm-hmm. the collegiate athlete. And plus they have for four years. So you have year after year of year of, of just students sitting on them. I see Kelly Mon, Keelan uh, Mon over at the Texas A&M standing up. When I see the young mm-hmm. African-American, Mississippi State football player, talking, about, I'm not going to run a ball again, transferring. The, mm-hmm. When you see that, you know, it's really interesting, Mike, because, you know, you're a smart person. But then all of a sudden, you you your you, sports and uh, the, the, the world of sports almost became like watching CNN in a little bit because mm-hmm. you had the racial unrest. You had COVID-19 and you had no sports. So that was a mm-hmm. mindset change for you. I know you're Emmy winning, oh, Emmy winning war guy, guy <laughs> you know, you you got the trophies yeah. to show for, but that had to be a trip, <laughs> I'm sure.
1: Yeah, it, it is, man. And and that's one of the reasons I'm happy that you have me on the show because, you know, like I, I don't even call myself a sportscaster anymore. I call myself or consider myself, like you said, an entertainer, but also a broadcaster because right. I don't want to be just limited to just knowing about sports. I'm also a United States Air Force veteran. I'm a father of two, I'm about to get married again. I'm a taxpaying citizen and I care about this country. And most importantly, I care about my people uh, and the injustices that we've had to have or go through my entire life. And anybody that's black in this country has had to go through uh, injustice in this life. So I'm happy that we're able to actually speak up and use our platforms and the athletes are able to use their platforms to make a difference and to show just how much power they actually hold not just when they're on the football field not just when they're on the basketball court and scoring 40 uh, triple doubles and whatnot and throwing for 400 yards but using their voice and getting other athletes white athletes now like the Tom Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers to speak up on these issues that we've been talking about for so long. And you named a couple of college athletes that are out there like uh, Kevin mom at, at, at AM, but Tua Hubbard, man really was the one that really just kind of transformed everything for me when he basically said, I am going to quit Oklahoma state because my coach was wearing a t-shirt that basically uh, promotes a lot of the issues that I am against and my people are against. And he got his coach, whether it was just verbally or not to change his mind, but he came out and he used his platform and admitted or said, I don't know if he admitted it in his heart, but at least he said it publicly publicly that he was wrong and he was trying to change his ways. And sometimes this perception. And yeah, I'm not naive enough to think that everybody that's coming out screaming at black lives matter. And we're all about equality really mean it. But the fact that they're coming out and speaking up publicly and saying it, look, now that's a start. Now, as a people, what we have to do is hold their feet to the fire and make sure they follow through on it and it's not just something that's coming out of their mouth, but it's in their heart
3: as well. I'm talking to Mike Hale, Fox Sports 1, the infotainer himself. Mike, I'm just going to give you another job, man. You need a podcast, brother. You need a podcast. (laughs) Seriously, because, you know, I'm just listening to you articulate yourself so clearly. And those are the voices we need. Now, we need smart individuals on podcasts that have a following that also can deliver information and pull in. Because, you know, you can talk politics. You can talk, you know, you can talk sports. You can talk entertainment. That's you. You know, like, like, like you know, <laughs> you, you shaping who I am, you know, because i have been really getting to see you. I've only seen you on TV. I'm a fan of yours. But just to hear you rattle off something and you said something very important to me. And I want you said, Rashawn, Air Force veteran to yeah. proud father of two about to get married mm-hmm. on TV. Now, if I wouldn't know you, that could be a white person. OK, but mm. because you are a person of color, oh, I, forgot, I forgot you said a taxpaying citizen. OK, you said that, too.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm.
3: Proud to be an American. See, that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about when we say black lives matter. That description mm-hmm. right there, because you are a person of color, people will look at you different and treat you different. But that can mm-hmm. be easily a white person. And they will be, Mm -hmm. they will be raved and praised and championed because of those traits that you lie, that you, that you distributed Mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. That is what we're trying to get to, man. And that's what I'm saying, man. If you are in a position to get a podcast, brother, please do. Because your voice that I just heard being articulated on my show needs to be heard in a bigger, bigger bigger form because of the fact that. And I'm not saying when I say bigger form, listen to what I'm saying, Mike. Okay. you on Fox Mm -hmm. 1. on Fox but we all know those are produced formats They tell you mm-hmm. They they allow you some freedom But they say this is what we got to do A podcast will allow you to be you But you're smart You ain't do stupid stuff But you to be you And when I see the Joe Rogans of the world out there I see the Dunn Lemons out there Out there finally getting these platforms He's <coughs> downloading 150,000 downloads a day Brother, please If it's in your position to do it Go for it, okay Please go for it. Absolutely, man.
1: And I'm definitely going to listen to you because <laughs> you know what's right in this industry and this business, man. <laughs> I, I'm you. a big fan of yours as Thank well you. for all the work you've done with Stephen A. Smith and of course, uh, Steve Harvey. Well, That's my boy. Let's, 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 slide,
3: let's slide over that to that Steve Harvey conversation here. You know, Miss <laughs> Bailey. Miss Bailey. Really? Okay, now, you, you're a good-looking guy You're a good-looking guy yeah. man, I'll tell you, something. You, you are not struggling to, You know, you ain't struggling but you, you don't have those struggling <laughs> looks, okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know, there's you, some people
3: out there that Got some struggling looks, okay So tell us how this <laughs> whole thing Worked out with you and Cynthia You know, she mentions She writes the foreword in your book Open mic and just says yeah, some man. amazing things And she says I was only by the grace of God and Steve Harvey, mm. that our worlds would eventually collide. When she says that, yeah. they're talking about you, Mike. Mm-hmm. He said, "Talk about that whole scenario, cause you know you, you, you know you're a type of guy. You know you, you, you're gracious. You will go, okay, I go check this out. My boy Steve asked me, she's beautiful, but when did <laughs> when did really connect? Come on, Mike, when did it really connect?
1: Man, man, you know what about like you said about the grace of God? I'm I'm happy that she's wonderful in everything that I've ever wanted in a woman, man, but you mentioned something, timing, bruh, timing, yes, yes, And If yeah. I would have met Cynthia Bailey four or five years ago, I wouldn't be right for her. I wasn't ready. I wouldn't right for any woman in this world, man, because up until the time I was 47 years old, i will be 50 in August. Up yes. until the time I was 47, I was still a boy, yes. pretending to be a man. Yes, You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I didn't know what being a man was about, because yes. I thought that was being a man. Yes. But being with Cynthia, man, is like, I was ready. I was already whole. I had already done everything I needed to do in my life. Personally, when it came to that dating scene or whatever, so I met her at the right time and she was whole as well. Uh, and it was a slow burn in the beginning. I, mm-hmm. We met on the Steve Harvey show. We dated a couple of times or whatever, but I just knew she- Cynthia was going to be somebody that was going to be in my life for the rest of my life, whether it was going to be in a romantic way or we were just going to be friends. Because right. she's just that cool. Right. And then it just kind of hit me around this time a couple of years ago. <laughs> you can
3: do that on podcast. You can do that on podcast. Okay, okay. All right.
1: okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is real talk, baby. You know, because it hit me a couple of years ago. I'm like, man, this this girl, this lady is. The right one, man. I looked at a list, and I had a list, with Sean, about 48 things right. that I want to have. And I know it's a list. I know women have a list. Yes. I had a list of 48 things wow. that I want to have in my dream woman. When I tell you she had 47 of them, 48 things, bro, awesome. it just kind of dawned on me, man. It just kind of happened. We morphed, and it just kind of happened organically. And you know, for the first time in my life, and I've been married twice, yes. don't get me wrong, I'm in love. I've I've loved somebody before. But for the first time in my life, I am in love because I've allowed myself to actually fall and to trust this woman. And I'm in her hands. My children are my heart. My Mm -hmm. children, both my children, they are my heart. But she has my heart, if that makes any sense.
0: It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to Midnight Mass,
3: He's a girl dad. I'm going to just let everybody know he's a girl yes, dad.
1: Absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I finish with him, he going to have t shirts. he going to have everything. That's what I'm talking about. going to have t shirts. I, I, <laughs> I,
1: I, I see what
3: you're doing. Come, come. I'm going to tell you something, Mike. Mike, really? This is what I do, man. I've done it for Ford. I've done it for Home Depot. I've done it for two blockbuster movies. I've, I've made three books go number one with Steve Harvey. I, I, I've sold over 30 million books worldwide With Steve Harvey mm. I've done this business man Took took family feud when it was 1.7 to 7.6 in the ratings I I, mm. I I had to admit, see you said something to me That was important because I always tell People that I really didn't understand Who I was until I was in my 40s I was just, my mm. gifts, I was just Accepting things like you know right place at the Right time or just lucky mm-hmm. You know, just knew somebody, hook Up, all that stuff and that's what you're saying when you're saying when you finally met Cynthia. See, you have to Mm -hmm. you you can be a man, walk around, you can have success you can have cars, you can have houses but if you don't know, accept the journey or know how you can replicate that journey then then you will not be successful in your next Mm -hmm. relationship or your next opportunity. And you have Mm -hmm. to one day accept that hey man, I'm willing to take the good and the bad the highs and the lows. Mm -hmm. And that's what your book, Open Mic is about. Tell us about that book, my brother
1: man the book is my memoir man it's just about my pains my struggles my depression my traumas that i've had in my life some of the highs and lows and how those everything that made up my life affected my life and how it affected other people man i mean you know i'm talking about you know seeing and witnessing domestic violence my mom as a kid my biological father never really being in my life my stepfather being in my life but uh being a man who had a lot of demons a lot of issues he needed a lot of counseling whatever he had a good heart but he just didn't know how to you know, uh service that heart the right way to the right people and then finding out later on in life that he was a hit man. Um mm-hmm. that spent the last nine years of his life in prison for murder for hire. Mm-hmm. Uh then you know my trials and tribulations, going through my, you know, ups and downs in my career at ESPN and some of the things I just mentioned before mm-hmm. and my, my marriages, most, all these type of things, man, that was inside of me that uh if I had not written this book, Rashawn, I would have died, to be honest with you, because I was living a life on the outside. You see me, I had a facade. I was always smiling, saw my job. Everything was looking good for me on social media. But on the inside, I had all these pains and traumas, man, that I had not dealt with, that I had suppressed for so many years. And then when I started writing this book, I was able to open up all those pains and put them out there and it actually became my therapy.
3: Wow. You know, it's really interesting when you write a book because of the fact that you remember things that really you you forgot or uh, or you go wow oh, oh, and it really starts shaping your yeah. memory you know because you, yeah. you know, cuz the body protects you your mind will protect you from a lot of sadness it will it will force you to move on and block out things and some things you do need to remember in other words you know because you don't understand how you got there sometimes your mind says forget that But when you write a book, Mm -hmm. you start remembering everything, you start appreciating some things and start evaluating things. And so I can accept that and move on. And that's that's really what this when you say when you talk about, hey, man, because because I got to be honest with you, you know, you got it going on. You know, you're in shape, look good, smile, you know, hundred thousand dollars smile right there.
1: Damn. So, so, <laughs> but, but, but it, it seems that way. It seems. But that's that what way. I was
3: saying. That, that's the fault. Mm. That, That's the. That's what you're saying because of the fact that mm-hmm. certain things can come to you. Don't mean it's the right. It came to you the right way. That's what I was saying about me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't admitting mm-hmm. to my success because I was. I was downplaying it. You had to admit there are some flaws. I got to. I got to fix these things because of the the life right. you grew up with, and that because sometimes it was violence. Like you said in your, in your book, the chapter I read was talking about guns were always available at your house.
1: Mm. That's always. not good, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but you think that's normal. Yes. And what's crazy is when you grow up in a certain environment, you think that's the way it's supposed to be. And when nobody teaches you any differently, man, that could lead to you becoming the same person that you grew up to be. And that's, that's wrong. So you got to have the proper people in your life. And once again, I'm not trying to dump and make anybody else's issues. My, traumas or or my mistakes. Right. Ultimately, once I got old enough, I could have gotten this therapy or this help that I needed a long time ago and helped myself. So I'm never going to use the excuse that it was because somebody else did this to me that I became this way. Now it did kind of morph me into that, but it's still up to me to admit that, hey, something's not right. I need to get help. And you got to have good angels who are conduits from God to come down and actually help you see the, the issues that you're having in your life. So right. when you grow up and you see nothing but guns and you see violence and you don't see love in your home, a lot of that can have an effect on how you grow up as a person. I could have grown up. I could have, man, I shot a gun into a crowd when I was a kid. That's mm-hmm. in the book. Mm-hmm. I could have killed somebody. I could be in jail. My whole life could be totally different right now. Right. I've been in situations with girls when I was younger that if something would have been said or whatnot, I could have been in jail. I could have, there are so many different ways that God actually came into my life and, and, and basically said, you know what, you're making these mistakes but I'm going to give you this opportunity to get out of this and make it right. And mm-hmm. now this book is me putting all that out there, once again being transparent right. being open right. with everything all my miscues, my flaws and basically saying God is giving me an o- another opportunity.
3: Cool. Now when you say being now, open that, I want to tell y'all something. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my man back in the day, Steve Harvey back in the day, he decided to take his shirt off. You know, he be he he, he, he got a weight <laughs> kit, you know, lifting some weights and he yeah. posted his picture and he lives today online. I don't know if Steve's happy <laughs> that he took his shirt off. When he took his shirt off. He tried to get Vince Rashad McDonald to do it. You know, I, I was no fool. I knew how, I knew how I looked at 50. I knew how I looked and, and I wasn't going for that. Now, my man, open mic on the cover. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going to bark on this. Oh, oh.
1: He's showing the
3: world. He ain't got no hair on his chest. It's smooth as, smooth as ice cream on his chest. Okay. Crazy, man. <laughs> Mike, Mike, you're looking good, baby. Come on, tell us about that, that cover that book cover, okay.
1: Well, the, the open mic is, is, is meaning behind the cover, man. I wasn't trying to show off anything like that. I'm just being, once again, open and transparent and being vulnerable. The <laughs> yes. most vulnerable you can be is being naked. Yes. So, what like, my whole book cover was to be naked. So you see me with right. chest out there, and even though I'm in shape. I'm not in the best shape. I'm not ripped up. I don't well, have you, look to do. That you look good though. You look good though, Mike. 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 Well, I appreciate
3: I, it. You look good now. I'm you. it all
1: was working good that day. Absolutely it got, to. Was it got to. It got to.
3: It got to. <laughs> I, I got to. I'm saying if you if you <laughs> wasn't right, I would tell you you wasn't right. But you look good. You look good, <laughs> Thank bro. bro. You know what I'm saying. Thank you, bro. you know, baby, like, like, you, you can't look that way at 20 now. But at near 50, you look outstanding, brother. Okay?
1: Thank you, bro. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. But like, like I said, it's, it's it's a message, man, because it's like that's why it's in black and white. You see me coming out of the shadows, walking into the light, because I'm coming out of my darkness and finding my light, man. Right. And you mm-hmm. see me with the, the microphone cord wrapped around me. That's all the issues bonding me and keeping right. me down. And then you mm-hmm. look at the back, it's even better because I'm lit. Mm-hmm. My head is up because I'm not embarrassed anymore. And you see that beautiful woman, Cynthia Bailey, mm-hmm. behind me. Yes, straight behind me, yes. man. She she got my back and yes. she's in my ears. She's yes. basically saying, "Baby, it's gonna be all right. I'm gonna yes. lead you uh, down this right path." So it's all good, bro. Oh I no, no, no! Look, <laughs> Look,
3: at say, you're brother. Look at you know this is a this is a this is a journey of happiness. Okay, you know <laughs> it's an open mic. I'm, I'm selling books. <laughs> Mike Hill. That's why I'm, I'm on this show to sell books now. So I gotta sell tell up. everybody, you know, boy, every Sean show made that book. I'm gonna pre-order. See, this is a pre-order interview. Okay, <laughs> that's what we trying to get the number one. See, I, I, you know, you always see people are best-selling. You know, they never say number one next to it, though. they? Just say New York mm-hmm. Times best. I go, Mike Hill, is to be number one. The way you get to number well, one about. is through pre-order, okay? The way you get to number mm-hmm. one is letting everybody know how important this book is to you. Because if it has mm-hmm. value to them, then they will purchase and share it. And it talks about your relationship. It talks about you as a child. It talks about the mental health challenges. Talk about that right quick.
2: Mm-hmm
1: man mentally like i didn't realize i had a lot of mental health issues but every black man in this country got some kind of mental health issues think mm-hmm. about it bro yes we do we go through trauma every single day of our lives walking outside yes, we do. just wondering if you're gonna make it back home so yes, we do that's a challenge but everything that i've gone through man like your traumas that we've been taught because we black men yeah. have always been taught that hey you don't go get help you don't cry you don't show your emotions man so you suppress all that stuff mm-hmm. but meanwhile all that stuff is suppressing is like a cancer that's eating you from the inside out. And that's why I told you that if I hadn't written that book at that time, mm-hmm. I would have died because all that stuff was built up inside of me. So what I want to do is put this out there, man, to show you my pain so that you can get your healing that you need in your life and and, and encourage you. To yeah. go out there and get some some counseling if you're a black man or if you're a man period or anybody that needs some kind of help because we all could talk to somebody
3: and that, that that's important that he said that because this book is not restrictive to race this book is a, if mm-hmm. you this is about a relationship positive positive environment it talks about his family which is relatable to situations that people can see every day and not knowing how to get out of them because you talked about a very unique situation that really is what we talk about when we say Black Lives Matter that was when you was called the N word at the local store. Then your mom mm-hmm. found out, she went down Ooh. there and she became super mama and super mama yep. with an attitude and yeah. talk about that moment because we know that moments like that, if it happened today, it probably wouldn't have ended the way you saw 30 years ago. So talk about that.
1: Right. I'm telling you, man, I was, I don't I think I was like nine to 10 years old. I can't mm-hmm. remember how old I was. Went around the corner in the house and around and I always go there to this, this corner store and this lady was behind the counter and I remember something she was trying to get us get out of the store, and she just called us the N-word. And I was like, I knew that was wrong for her to call me that. But it still didn't dawn, that it was like racist. I just went back around the corner because my mom wanted me to get something, but I couldn't get it. So she said, where is it? And I said, well, this lady called us.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: she said, who? She I told her who it was. She went up there, and Rashawn, I look, I didn't see it for myself, but the next thing I know, I heard. <laughs> <Right>. mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't want me like, if Karen's back in the day would not have Done well with my mom. Right. Right. Right, right, you, right. Even right. though my mom looks like she's a white woman herself with freckles. And mm-hmm. the next thing I know, man, the police are coming and whatnot and they dragging her off. And I just remember that time because of what's happening today. My mom was going off on these police officers. It took like four or five police officers to kind of get her in the car. And I'm so grateful that they were able to just arrest her. Yeah. And that says a lot right now. Right. The fact that they were just able to arrest her and not shoot her and kill my mother she could have easily i see all these images Mm -hmm. of black people you know being dragged and it takes all these people of police officers to to, to try and contain or whatever and contain and whatnot and she wasn't really resisting that much but she was pissed you know you don't you don't mess with a woman's child right she was pissed and the white woman was in the wrong as well but nothing happened to her so all that stuff that's built up inside her i can only understand her anger feel her anger And now you got those cops that are are trying to to arrest her. And luckily, once again, they were only they only arrested her and didn't kill her, man. So, you know, I I know that's part of the book or whatever. Put that out there. But, you know, it's something it's a little bit more to it that you have to read.
3: Well, absolutely. And because of the fact that it's it's happening today. And when I look at it and you're absolutely right, man, it's really um, just to see what's going on, Mike. To see the Mississippi, state the Mississippi change their flag. I would never thought that would happen, brother. I ain't gonna lie to Mm -hmm. you. To to see them removing just one of these Confederate statues. To see, to see companies admitting and white people admitting. You know Drew Brees going back on his statement. Coach K making his statement. You know the NFL apologizing to Kaepernick. You know. All that is happening right before our eyes. Well, man. they still haven't
1: apologized, and that's the problem. That's right. That's right. They that's still right. Still hasn't apologized. They that's came out and apologized for the Black Lives, but they haven't said Kaepernick's name Absolutely. By they just apologized for not doing more in the beginning. Yep. See, that's what happens. But yeah, I mean, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's what who?
3: happens when you're talking to an infotainer, okay? Infotainer?
1: <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> look, and here's the thing, man. It's like, look, it, we we because we're gonna hold them accountable, yes, sir. Until they apologize, mm-hmm. we can't really give them a pass. Until, once again, we keep talking about how these corporations and all these CEOs are coming out and basically giving us all this lip and saying this. I even put out a tweet earlier today where I say, look, you know what? I'm so happy that these CEOs and these corporations and all these companies and these media companies come out and saying Black Lives Matter and talking about racial equality. But how many of your decision makers have decided to... Actually put some of these people of color, black people mm-hmm. in your executive offices so mm-hmm. that they can start making the right decisions right. so that we don't have to go through these issues again. Right. So until you, ba- you can say what you want to to me, but until I see the commitment. Until I see the actual growth, until I see you actually putting all that stuff in motion, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit back and watch. But I'm still going to put the pressure on you to ensure that you carry through on the promises that you gave to us as a people.
3: Wow. I'm talking to Mike Hill. Uh, You've seen him. he blew up on us on ESPN. Then he took his talents over Fox Sports 1. Now, Fox O. Now, you, now that's kind of like a little bit more expansive uh, version of what mm-hmm. you're doing. It's not 100% sports. Tell us about that. And then I want to talk about uh, your black publishing company. And uh, wrap this up with a big, oh. big sale through open mic get the book sold, Mike. I'm telling you some Mike. I I feel good about you, man. You uh you know you you got you got you met your woman on TV. You got engaged on TV. This fall you are going to get married on TV. Uh you got two beautiful daughters. You got a, an exceptionally well-written book. Let's talk about the, the 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 Fox Soul show and let's talk about the Black Publishing Company which feels so timely the floor is yours absolutely
0: Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely man fox soul is an entity it's a streaming company from fox entertainment so i know people see fox and they just want to say "Well, why would you go to fox well fox Mm -hmm. has given us this opportunity to use this platform to actually change the narrative from some of the things that's on fox news to be quite honest which is kind of crazy in that sense and ironic but i have my own show on there called the mike and donnie show it's a talk show format me and a guy named donnie harrell and we have real talk on there real people relevant people And it's like barbershop talk. It's no hard, hold, barred, man. It's unedited. It's scripted, but at the same time, it's like raw and unfiltered. And we love it, man. So we have people coming on. We can talk about colorism. We had uh, a show uh, the other day talking about, you know, good cops that's trying to do the right thing. But because they did the right thing, now they got shunned by bad cops. All that type of stuff. We've had Adolf Song. We've had all that type of stuff, man. So we enjoy this hour comes on. Uh, Monday through Friday on Fox Soul on the entertainment network, man. So please check it out along with other shows on that network. And uh 13th and Joan, man, the publishing company, man. <laughs> I shout out to uh, Audrey Ori. I love that lady. She was a, a, a publisher when we was trying to shop the book that when I first talked to her, and even though I had four other interviews, I knew she was going to be my publisher because mm-hmm. her energy, her aura, and she's a black owned company, a woman that's doing her thing and asking for people to to tell their stories, right, and it was incredible, and so I, I'm thankful for her, and 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 I'm I'm happy to be a partner with her.
3: Mike, appreciate you coming on my show, man. Money making conversations. Send me that link on August nineteenth. The week before, because, you know, we got to do that Wednesday before Wednesday, because the the best numbers come out the Wednesday before. But this week, uh, I'm, I'm going to drop you this money in my fan club, which is $90,000. i am going to drop you on my social media, which is over a million. I'm pushing for you, brother, because not, not not just a fan, fan, but you're a man. I've watched you grow. You've heard part of my story. I can read part of your story. Keep winning, brother, and keep marketing and podcast, man. Podcast.
1: Yes, sir, man. hey let's work <laughs> together, man. Let's put something together. We will. We I will need do that.
3: I in my. In my corner. Amen, man. well you got one, and I will sit down and talk to you, man, because this is our work, man. It ain't about paperwork. it's about expanding your brand. and I would tell people my wife knows this. She said, I don't follow money. I follow relationships cause money will there come you once you get that relationship right. We will talk soon my. I appreciate you, brother. my brother, thank you. thank you. bye bye. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversations interviews, please go to MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture.